2: Son of Slovenia It's in Welcome to 77 Minutes, a Dallas Mavericks podcast, part of the Athletic Podcast Network, the only Mavericks podcast that Andrew Wiggins has not dunked on. Yeah, <laughs> because we because we just get way out of the lane. Like we're not we're not
0: contesting anybody's dunks. Listen, say what you will about Luca getting hammered by that dunk, but he 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 went for it, man. He didn't make the business decision. He tried. Tim and I, we'd make the business decision.
2: We, we would be out of there. We're businessmen. Yeah, you know? like, 100%. We're talking about bull and bear. We're talking about stock markets. We are all the way out of any dunk We are things. not businessmen. We are businessmen. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, that is Mike Pellucci. That's me. One of a kind. Um, OFD Magazine, of yes, course. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm Tim Kato. I write and talk about the Mavericks for The Athletic. We are in the American Airlines Center. Um, the final score is still reading 109, 100. After a loss, why don't you like wipe that real quick? You know, you don't need you don't need that score to linger. I feel like, uh, but it's still on the scoreboard. That was the final score. The Mavericks are down 3-0. It feels like it's the end. It feels like it's just about the end of a run that was far further than I would have expected. Than I think any of us would have expected. And. There's not too much more to say. You know, I, I, all I want to say is that it, it's the same thing I said to open the podcast after game two. The Mavericks don't have enough guys. They look tired. They look exhausted. I think, I think they might be gassed. But you just, you don't have, they don't have the players. They don't have the bodies. And, and because they haven't, they have extended minutes. And they, you know, they have, they have gone searching down their bench to find somebody.
0: And they stopped trying to do that tonight. Right. They played Dwight and Frank 12 minutes combined. Yeah. This was just when you think they can't trim any more fat on this roster, they did it. Uh, they played six guys essentially tonight. Um, and Golden State did too, although they probably would have gone at least seven had Otto Porter not left injured. But it was obvious. You know, and it, before this series started, when the four of us were on the podcast previewing this thing, I said that that wherever the Mavericks would go out was exactly where they should go out because they wouldn't self-destruct like Phoenix. They wouldn't just feel like they didn't want to be there like Utah. Like they have to their credit more than anything else that I will give them credit for even more than Luka Doncic. It's the fact that the intangibles have been there this entire time. They will fight and they will fight and they will fight until they can't anymore tonight. They just look tired. They, I mean, this was it, right? This is, this is where they deserve to go out. They are playing a team that is better than them. That is more experienced than them. That has more bodies than them. That is, looks a lot fresher than them and that's okay right we talked about this this is the phoenix series was house money so this i don't know what the term past house money is but but we're there you know so it's it's okay that they're losing and tonight there's not there's not a ton of analysis they missed a bunch of shots and they got out rebounded and they looked totally and completely exhausted and you do that against a team that good
2: that didn't even play that well that's it i mean the two players who have ran the most miles in this postseason, before you know the stats haven't even updated with this game, uh, it's Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney Smith.
0: And the third guy who's the key part of this defensive triumvirate is Maxi, who didn't play as many minutes, but we know that Maxi can't go as many minutes, right? So he's playing the upper bound of what he can do, too. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they combine for what 12 points tonight. Did I know it was nine from Dorian, zero from Reggie, and how many did Maxi give a three? Zero. So there you go, nine points from all three. I mean, this team, Mavericks, not named Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic, and Spencer Dinwiddie combined for 15 points tonight.
2: Right, that's that. You can't win that way. And because the Mavericks don't have another player, because like they don't have enough guys, you can't look at Reggie and say, okay, you just don't have legs tonight. We're going to reduce your minutes to 24 or 20. You know, like we know Reggie Bullock. Is good. We know that this is a aberrational performance from him, but they don't have enough guys to sustain one bad shooting night anywhere. They just don't have the like the, the roster depth, and and that's why they've been throwing these same players over and over again. At you know giving them forty six minutes a lot of the times in the Utah series, it was the only option they had, and I, I don't fault them for it. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter tweet at me that. These 3 games are invalidating the first two series wins. Absolutely no. not. No. Absolutely not. No. What are you talking about? No. Like just big no. Come on. uh uh-uh. uh We didn't pick them against the Suns as the Mavericks were very quick to remind us many times over. Jason Kidd again in post game tonight doing the same
0: sort of thing, right?
2: He he said he said you guys You guys thought you were going to be on vacation right now? And I nodded my head uh, (laughs) emphatically. He's right. I did. I will cop to it. (laughs) So, you know, I think I don't care. You know, these games, they could have won them. They could have won game two. They should have won game two. That's for damn sure. They should have won game two. And they didn't. And that is something they're going to have to sit with. But it's also something that the front office is going to have to fix because... This roster showed its shortcomings and showed its flaws and showed where it just isn't talented enough. And that's not really the front office's fault either, you know, as as we discussed. Now, go years back. Yeah, we can talk. This front office. We can talk. But this one.
0: Right. No, I mean, look, they're they're probably three bodies short. They need another big desperately. They need a third 3-and-D capable player. I haven't 100% ruled out Josh Green becoming that someday, but it's clearly not now. And then they need, most importantly and most difficultly, somebody between Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson in terms of star caliber, presuming they resign Jalen Brunson, which, until proven otherwise, we are going to presume. Uh, you know, you bringing up Reggie is is really, the I think, the right microcosm here, because, you know, I had someone tweet at me tonight. Well, why? Or I just saw... Somebody tweeting like why is Reggie at he goes out goes into the fourth quarter at the time he's 0 for 9 shooting. Why is somebody 0 for 9 playing the fourth quarter? Well, you know why? Because his backups are going to miss the same amount of shots and not play as much defense. So what do you do? You hope. And that was really the entire it felt like so much of this game tonight was hope. Hope they make the shots because they kept hitting more and more three-pointers. Hope that they don't get killed even more in the glass when I think they're up to, what, being at rebounded cumulatively 140 in these playoffs? Uh, hope that Reggie, you know, you keep him in and you hope that he starts hitting them because there's no backup other than hope. And that's, that's the first sign that you need more when you are hoping for something to change because you can't do anything else, right? Like, I had a thought in game two somewhere after watching the Frank minutes and Frank just killing them with missing open threes because, to be fair, you can't go back to Josh. I was like, well... Kill Akina. I was <laughs> I was I'm sitting sorry. there, I had about I had about two minutes where I'm like, well, maybe Sterling Brown, maybe Sterling Brown comes back in. We haven't seen Sterling Brown in three months. Why not try Sterling Brown? Before realizing it ain't gonna help anything. There just aren't options, right? There just isn't anything there. So yeah, it's we don't have a lot we could really say. Like this definitely does not invalidate what they did. This season has been an incredible success. And this is also a very deserved loss that's about to happen. They, you know. I mean look, but really go go ahead. If if
2: you take us back to b- how we previewed this before the series happened, uh you know, days days before, we did look at this. Look, when when you're previewing something, when you're previewing a series like this, it's all about matchups. Like it's harder to take in something as nebulous as maybe the Mavs are going to run out of steam. Maybe they just don't have the energy and and their the fatigue is going to build. I thought from a matchup on the court perspective that Dallas could be competitive in the series. Um, I, I wasn't sure they're going to win. I, I I was leaning against it, but I thought they could be more competitive than they were tonight. And I think what we saw in game one and game two from a matchup perspective, if Dallas could execute a little better, I, I think it might've worked. You know, if they didn't give up 14 offensive rebounds in this game, Yeah, it's a, it's a nine point game, but they did. And, and that's like either, either we take back our, pre-series assessment of this team and they're a little worse than, than we thought or they match up a little worse with Golden State than we thought or we accept that there's something else that's damn, you know, both, I'm not saying for sure that it, that's not the case that, you know, maybe this was just a worse matchup, but from what I'm seeing on the court I, I think Dallas could have been competitive in this series for six games, let's say. They could have been, you know, they, they could be looking at a 2-1, you know, maybe even a series lead. Um, It just You know, so for them to be down 3-0, that does make me kind of think, you know, there's just an overall something affecting them.
0: Is that fair? I think it it can be, right? I mean, it's... Look, you lose game two the way you lose. Right. And on the one hand, I hear you when you say that it could be competitive. On the other hand, I sit there, and once they lost game two a game in which they played an unbelievable first half, in which they didn't really have to deal with Draymond Green because of foul trouble, and in which they got 73 from Brunson and Doncic. At that point, I'm sitting there thinking, if you can't win that game, how do you win four out of five? Because really so much of the difference I didn't even think is as much what Golden State Does as much as what they can do. There are just so many more avenues for them to go to for them to win, right? You game two, they need a spark. What do they do? They go to a lottery pick from last year and Moses Moody. They're just like, all right, go have fun. What does Dallas do when they need something? They look down the bench and they don't get the answer. There's just so many ways that they can affect games. So many guys who are protagonists. So many different ways they play the ball. I mean, and that's on top of the fact that like, well, they're just they're they're the bull. I mean, they are the mountain. They are, for the last ten yeah. years they are the standard that everybody chases. They are so mentally tough and resilient, and they just they obliterate your leads unlike any other team in basketball.
2: Yeah, well, we have to we have to talk just briefly here about Andrew Wiggins going Whew. for twenty seven. Uh, we kind of talked. We're a big picture podcast. We kind of immediately went to okay 3-0. Okay, what does this mean? Why are they why are they trailing in the series? We we didn't really talk about the game. What happened? Uh, you know, outside of a few things here or there. It was really smart that, you know, Golden State wanted to attack Luca, and they recognized we can just have the player Luca is guarding down the court primarily every time, just attack him like that, you know, and that's what Dallas doesn't have, you know they don't they don't have a they don't have a role playing, you know role player essentially, a three and D guy, is what Wiggins is built at, but he can. He can go drop twenty seven as well, if if that's a matchup dependent advantage for this team.
0: In some ways, not all the ways, yeah, you know, they play differently stylistically, but in some ways, he's doing what I think we feared, Mikael Bridges would do last round.
2: Yeah, I hear you.
0: Right, because I mean that that was the the fourth offensive threat for Phoenix, but Bridges can put the, put the ball on the floor. He has done things. He's labeled as a three D guy, but in reality, he does a lot more off the bounce than people give him credit for and he's you know probably the best perimeter defender of the game right now but he didn't really affect the series that much wiggins is doing what everybody was afraid bridges would do if in a different way and dallas doesn't have anywhere close to finding answers for that and to be fair like okay look clay thompson has been great so far so you know maybe this is a little mitigating for a little less of what you have feared clay thompson might do but doesn't change the fact that 19
2: points on 18 shots tonight, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it doesn't change the fact that Wiggins is playing at that kind of level. And, uh, you know, I I saw you tweet this, Tim, and I think you're right. I mean, that dunk felt like a series-ending moment. Yeah. You want to talk big picture. I mean, once he threw that down, that was, all right, we're done here.
2: And to just kind of have to sit with it there for a second. Adds the the coaches' challenge.
0: I couldn't t- I couldn't decide if it was better or worse, right? Because you have to sit with it, yeah. but also you at least have some time to regroup, and the building is some time to regroup. Because if you just start play right afterwards, everybody's shell shocked. Yeah, because that's one of the best live action playoff dunks I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, I I gasped.
0: I, you know, I, I like I was sitting next to the great Mike the Machine Marshall in the press box, and I just like and I had a, I had a mask on, but I was just like you could see the eyes bulging out of my skull, and I made right. some kind of. Whoo! Because I couldn't believe that I just watched that. Yeah. Uh, that was just a really impressive feat of human performance.
2: See, yeah, people always think sports writers don't have emotions. Yeah, we have emotions. We try not to be biased. Try not to have emotions uh, slandered one side or the other. If I see a good play, I'm hollering. I don't care that I'm on pre- press row. You know what? The entire building's loud. I'm allowed to... Make a noise when something like that. It's happens. It's mostly
0: like an involuntary reaction.
2: Exactly, exactly. You know, <laughs> like, like it's I'm just not... not a
0: deliberate thought. It was just like I recoiled, right, from right, right. two hundred was... feet up from where the action was, right. uh, because like how can you not when you see that? Um, I guess I don't know what's the. I guess you want if you're Dallas, you want the moral victory game, you want something not to go out in the most or in the least climactic fashion possible. Uh. Tim, what does that look like at this point? What has to happen? I mean, is it as simple as just making the threes and, you know, hoping you don't get a nuclear Steph performance on the other end?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to talk about the offense and, and say, oh, the Mavericks need to be so much better. They had a good game plan, you know? They saw, you know, they, they understood Steph was showing and recovering, and what Luka would do is he would drive real aggressively either right away or he'd wait until Steph left him to try to shuffle back to his man and he'd drive at Wiggins there and Wiggins is just a little bit off balance isn't quite as positioned uh, as he would want to be and so I thought that was smart there was also times that you know we talked about in after game two uh, you know in my in my article on The Athletic but also on the podcast I did with Rob Mahoney we talked about how in the second half they switched stuff from Reggie to Dorian Finney-Smith and that just eliminated you know, it dampened how effective that pick and roll can be. So instead of Dorian Finney-Smith trying to sprint over and spot up again, he, he rolled a lot. And he even made a play or two out of the short roll. But the Warriors also got a lot of kickballs out that, uh, kickball violations. Um, you know, I, I thought I thought they defended pretty well. But look, there was threes. There was definitely threes open. You yeah. know, it's an it was a nine-point game. Uh, and, and Dallas shot 13 of 45. 29%. You know, you're not going to win a game that way. Honestly, it's, it's almost a surprise it wasn't a blowout sooner by how poorly they shot.
3: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more.
2: But they did a good job defensively, you know, like, again, I, I just don't know what to say about it. Like, you know, we, we got to this point in the in the Sun series, and I remember saying that, that you know, there was a point in the series where it wasn't really about uh, strategy, and it was about execution. And, yes, there are absolutely still wrinkles and things that the Mavs can come out slightly adjusted to going into Game 4. I think the emphasis is very slight,
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's execution, it's execution and it's with this roster, yeah. it's
2: very slight. Right. And that's and that's the other big part of this. So it's execution and, and you know, I think they have an game they can out execute Golden State. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think they might do that game for and I think we might be going back to the bay. But I've seen enough that the Warriors are clearly the better team with the better roster with more depth, and they're gonna win the series. And I mean at know, this
0: point I'm just presuming they're gonna win the title too. It it's feels quite like possible. Yeah, it just feels like they have more gears to go to than either Miami or Boston. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, and, and hey, I, there's no shame in that. No, the Mavericks this, are ahead of schedule. We've said it a hundred times. Very much. Yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't because they've been ahead of schedule since they beat <laughs> Phoenix. But you know,
0: well, yeah. I mean, they're on schedule beating Utah. Ahead of schedule beating Phoenix, and right. now they're, you know, again, they're losing exactly where they should lose, and right. there is nothing wrong with that. This does not invalidate a single thing. It's been an incredible run. And uh yeah, you know, we'll see if they if they go out in their shield and try to get, you know, a consolation victory. I think that that can matter, even if it, you know, extends, uh, or it prolongs Tim Cato's vacation, you know, takes his off season back a few more days. But it, I'll be OK.
2: I'll be OK. Yeah,
0: you're going to fun you know, city.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that and, you know. There's worse reasons to I did not actually have vacation plans <laughs> booked, despite what Jason Kidd might have implied. He was just joking around and not, not not to me specifically. Um But look, this is why we do the job. It's cool to cover cover conference finals. Yes. It's cool to see a team that you have relationships with the, the players and, and the staff and the coaches and you know, you know these guys. It's cool to see them be so thrilled and happy for the team being successful like this. And it's just cool. I mean, it's cool. I remember you know, the, the I have first I no issues one, with that.
0: Well, I remember you and I podcasting the Utah series after game two when they win. It was cool then to see one meaningful win in the playoffs after the last right, decade. Right. And now right, think right. about how far it's gone since then,
2: right? All this- Dallas has rallied around the Mavericks in a way that I wasn't expecting, I think. Have you, have you felt that? Have you seen that? I mean, I'm not shocked just because this is a sports town and I, I feel like people are hungry for it. You know? Yeah, maybe it's not unexpected. Maybe it's just been so long since yeah, they had so a team to a rally seen around. Seen right, and then right, I right. think,
0: you know, especially this series, it's a combination of they win over Phoenix and it's unexpected. But also for two weeks, and I know because I was up every single night with it, it was Mavs one night, Stars another night. And it was just this constant. You know, It, it was two series that. Even though they're different sports, they played out, and I, I wrote about this at D uh, when that ended. It was the same series, the same note-for-note series in two different sports, uh, ending just with one team winning and the other losing. But everybody was so wired from that, and only one team moves on, so then the city just channels all of its energy into this great hope of the Mavericks, who did make it through on like the Stars and who did beat the team that they weren't supposed to beat so yeah it, it creates this big confluence you know it's an exciting thing to get you know to get there for and like look it's also exciting when the guy leading the charge is the next not even the next he is the current great star in town as you know essentially an extension of what you wrote that like luca is the now in the nba there's no yeah. luca got next luca is now right i saw somebody tweet you know from i think it was a you know a lakers blogger so, you know different fan base but just tweet like hey Luka's, you know, Luka will be in the finals. He's just not ready for that yet. And it's like, no, Luka is ready for the finals. The rest of the roster might not be ready for the finals in their current roles. Luka Doncic is ready for the finals right now. Luka Doncic can win you a title in this very moment right here. It's just what do you get around him to
2: do the rest? That's the perfect place to end it. Well said. Thanks for listening. We'll see you after game four uh, at some point.
1: He plays Fortnite
2: just like me. I am 34. Don't fight the future, honey. Don't fight the future. The future is Luca big dick Donchage from the home of Melania Trump. How many kids you have? Don't fight the future.
1: It tears me apart. Please be nice to Luca, future four-time MVP. Oh my God! Oh! Shut it down! Let's go home!
3: It's a wrap, though! That is a wrap.